The following podcast explores public health and occupational safety issues around asbestos. Host Valerie Hall is a WorkSafe inspector, and joining her is Cara Bourne, Acting Senior Scientific Officer in the Chemical Hazards Team, part of the Department of Health's Environmental Health Directorate. They discuss the role of environmental health officers as well as how to identify and safely remove asbestos to avoid contaminated sites. Hello, my name's Valerie Hall. I'm one of the inspectors at WorkSafe that deals with asbestos and I'm in the asbestos team. Today I have with me Cara Bourne. She is an Acting Senior Scientific Officer in the Chemical Hazards Team, which is part of the Department of Health's Environmental Health Directorate. Cara's current focus, including contaminated sites, uh, health assessment risks, exposure assessments and providing public health advice. Prior to this, Cara worked at the Department of Water and Environmental Regulation and the Department of Premier and Cabinet with a focus on policy development. Today we're talking about asbestos and asbestos safety. Normally when people hear the word asbestos, they automatically think of a workplace and it's a work safe issue. What they don't understand is there's a joint role in here because it is also a public safety issue, which is where Cara comes in. That's right. Hi, Val. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, the Department of Health is in, involved in regulating asbestos in the public domain and um, certainly when there are removal jobs happening by householders, so DIY jobs, there's a very clear role for the Department of Health. But also in the case of licensed removal jobs, there is also an interface with the public domain. So there's the potential for public health risks um, and the the potential for um, anxiety and concern from members of the public. And that's really where we and our environmental health officers in local governments field a lot of questions and concerns from members of the public about the health risks of asbestos during removal jobs, during both these licensed removal jobs under the work health and safety legislation, but also these DIY and renovators and maintenance jobs happening by homeowners. Okay, so basically, obviously, from a WorkSafe perspective, we talk about, as you said, licensed removalists. So we're talking about Class A and Class B removalists and obviously notifying us of of the work that they do, which we follow up on. And obviously, if we've got a license holder who's done the wrong thing, we can also check on that and follow that up as well. In relation to the public health side, what happens? Do people actually ring the Department of Health or do they ring the council and speak to the environmental health officer? It's a bit of both. So we, the chemical hazards team at Department of Health, fields a lot of questions. In the first instance, if it's very clear that it's a a current workplace, there's a removal job going on, we refer people on to WorkSafe. But if those concerns are ongoing or are around emissions or really in that public health realm, we'll put people on to the environmental health officers in local government so they have the powers under the Public Health Act to issue notices and infringements um, and to act in the interests of public health. So um, it is important for licensed removalists to understand that the Public Health Act and the Health Asbestos Regulations um, can be applied to their work and environmental health officers can compel um, licensed removalists um, under that legislation. Let's just say we've got a uh, removal job happening and um, obviously we get notified and we will go out and have a look at it. If um, if we have concerns that it's not no lo- it's not a workplace, 
um, because it's, you know, it may be someone who's got a licence, but they're doing the job for a friend or, you know, it's the homeowner doing the work themselves, even though they've got a licence. Um, does that then fall into your realm, being the fact that they're a DIY technically? That's right. Yeah, that's where the environmental health officers can act. Um, so initially that would be in an advisory capacity. They may come out and inspect a site, provide some advice. But if there's a concern that there's a health risk and a clean-up is needed under the, health, under the current health asbestos regs and under the update that we're currently working on, they have powers to issue notices. Um, so it's important to understand that the updates, we're currently updating the health asbestos regulations. They're going to include greater powers for councils to, to act and to, to compel. Um, the, the infringements are going to be significantly increased up to 50,000 for members of the public and up to 250,000 for corporations. Um, and that we have these three tiers of um, regulation under that in terms of the infringements, but also issuing um, improvement notices and enforcement orders. Um, and I think that's maybe different to the, to the workplace health and safety regulations in terms of those three tiers with quite a lot of power. Let's just talk about cleanup for a second. So obviously, when we're talking cleanup, we're talking about after something's gone wrong. So that may be, I suppose, one of the most common ones that we get is our fire damaged houses, or where someone's, you know, potentially high pressure cleaned a roof, which is a, a big no-no in both realms. I mean, it's in our legislation. It's also in the current health regs, and I'm assuming it will be in the revised one as well about not using high pressure cleaning. If we have an incident like that, how does that involve the EHOs and the Department of Health? So the health asbestos regs do deal specifically with um, fire-damaged, storm-damaged asbestos. Uh, in those scenarios, the asbestos is quite likely to have become friable, and then the cleanup is more um, uh, more complex and special precautions need to be taken for those cleanups. So we have we deal regularly with incidents with members of the public uh, cleaning, trying to maintain their asbestos cement roofs and approaching that with high pressure cleaners, which creates, um, as you're aware, an almighty mess. You've got a lot of um, asbestos contaminated sludge and slurry that will have contaminated not only their own property, but quite likely a number of neighbouring properties. So the powers that the environmental health officer has is to um, come in and request immediate management measures to stabilise any of that contamination in order to protect public health and then to issue notices for cleanup. And that cleanup um, would need to be done, um, it's quite likely going to be need, needed to be done by a Class A removalist. Um, so there's that interface with WorkSafe. So the EHO will do that initial assessment, require immediate protections to be put in place in terms of stabilising. That might be covers, that might be keeping the material um, damp or applying a, a PVA glue solution but also then requiring the cleanup of that within a strict time frame and that triggers the requirement to engage a licensed removalist. 
Okay, because um, I think a lot of people don't understand that when it comes to those sorts of issues like the high pressure cleaning and things like that, WorkSafe doesn't get involved, you know, until that stage, as you said, that the licence holder's engaged. So, um, and the fire damage is the same. We don't get involved in that until there's a licence holder that's going to be doing that work. Mm. Um and I, I think a lot of people sort of seem to think that, you know, we're the ones that say, you know, it's got to be done here and by this time frame. And it's actually not. That actually falls into the public safety realm. Um, and that's that's, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And so similar to the, the asbestos cement roof cleaning, fire damaged and store damaged asbestos is, is another area where we have a lot of... Um, a lot of instances where we're needing to respond, our environmental health officers, they're the first ones on the ground, like I said, um, requiring implementation of those immediate measures and then um, mandating through our legislation and through our regulations the clean-up of that by a licensed removalist. Um, and as, you know, asbestos cement products, um, as you're aware, they're decades and decades old now, uh, they're a lot of them are, are highly deteriorated. They're, they're reaching the end of their useful lives. And, you know, through a bit of storm damage, it can turn it into quite a friable mess and really um, escalate the cleanup requirements for people, the cost, the complexity, and then the risk that it's not just a simple cleanup, but they've actually got a contamination issue on their property at the least or potentially some surrounding properties. Yeah, so I suppose one of the, the big things is, um, you know, having a look at asbestos. If you've got asbestos on your property, regardless of whether it's your workplace or whether it's your home, you should be making sure that, you know, you, you know what's asbestos. Um, and if you don't know that you get someone in to actually have that, so we're talking like that register sort of scenario, and then having, you know, detailed things about, you know, asbestos management plan on how we're going to treat this, how we're going to remove it. But if it does get damaged, that it's removed as soon as possible because the the longer you leave something, the worse that damage is and obviously the worse the condition, uh, which means, you know, rather than being our Class B bonded removalist, you would then potentially have to go to a Class A. So, you know, the, the sooner you can sort of get into that removal side of things, I suppose that's where we're looking at if we can get it done and done correctly, then we're going to save a lot of future problems that's with asbestos. Um, so, you know, as you said, we've got a lot of ageing material around the place. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things that we sort of like need to get people to be aware of because, there's, you know, there's a lot of um, contractors out there who don't realise that there's still asbestos in houses. Mm. So, you know, people need to be aware and ask the question, is there asbestos, and then start looking at the age of the house to sort of say, okay, so it's it's pre 2003, we need to start looking at potentially, you know, we've got, might have some asbestos in here. It could still be in the eaves. It could be, you know, and, and start thinking and looking at before they actually do any work. That's right. And look, and we just, we, the Department of Health supports the disclosure of the presence of asbestos in houses. We strongly encourage prospective buyers to. Um, seek a survey to so that they can understand where asbestos is present in a in a property they are purchasing, and then having an understanding of the additional maintenance cost that that will have over time. Um, it's as I said, they're reaching the end of their useful lives, and 
if it's left to a point where it is in complete disrepair, you are more likely to need a Class A removalist. Um, so just being homeowners being aware of the presence of it, alerting their contractors to the presence of it, but equally the contractors being aware. And if the if the age of the property um, is such that there's a reasonable suspicion, then taking the appropriate precautions. And a, a lot of the issues can be avoided by applying the safe handling uh, requirements that are in the both the work health and safety legislation and in the health asbestos regulations. Um, th- that safe handling requirement uh, requires you to not be breaking the asbestos, not using power tools. Um, it requires appropriate disposal to a licensed facility, but also that final clearance of the work site afterwards. And that's where a lot of the concerns come from members of the public that they they witness removal jobs occurring. And afterwards, they see some fragments on the ground. It creates a lot of anxiety. So whilst the public health risk from several fragments on the ground is quite low, this is a it's a regulated substance. There's a requirement that all asbestos is removed from during a removal job. You can't. It's not appropriate to be leaving fragments on the ground. Um, and th- that would be one of these main areas that the EHOs get a lot of calls about. Another practice that's prohibited that we see um, from licensed removalists is um, the snapping of asbestos cement fences and leaving the stumps in the ground. Um, that, that's a, that activity is strictly prohibited. It's not appropriate. But it also has then the risk of, of causing a contaminated sites issue and leading you into a potential requirement for the site to be reported under the Contaminated Sites Act, which is administered by Department of Water and Environmental Regulation. And once you're in that process, there's a whole lot of investigation that's needed, a whole lot of reporting, and it becomes time-consuming, complex and very expensive. Oh, definitely. And hopefully with the changes that we've had with our legislation this year as well, um, the licensed removalist now, regardless of whether it's Class A or Class B work, needs to have a clearance for their job. Um, So obviously Class B is that visual clearance. So, you know, we would like to think that if that's being done properly and appropriately, which they should all be doing now, um, then we shouldn't have that issue. There shouldn't be fragments on the ground because otherwise they wouldn't be getting a clearance. Um, And that's where, you know, like, obviously if you're talking about fencing and being snapped in the ground, we would like to think that whoever is doing the clearance is actually checking the hole in the ground before they, you know, fill it in to put the new fence on because otherwise how are you going to know whether or not they've actually left it in the ground? Mm. Um, So, you know, it's all about when you're doing your clearances and things like that, but that hopefully in our legislation, that will stop that sort of activity from happening. That's right. Yeah. And so just leading on to then the the updates that we're currently doing for our health asbestos regs. Um, So we're looking to um, better harmonise with the your regulations. Um, So there's some terminology changes happening and removing us from inconsistencies. It's a lot clearer around um, asbestos cement products um, versus asbestos containing materials. Uh, there, there were some inconsistencies or there, there are some inconsistencies in the current regulations. So we're looking to really um, harmonise and be a lot clearer around the application of those. We also, one of the inconsistencies in our current regulations is there's no uh, size limit of removal job that a member of the public can do. So under your legislation, 
any asbestos cement removal or asbestos cement work greater than 10 square metres triggers the requirement for a licensed removalist. Yeah, that's if it's bonded. So remember, friable doesn't matter how much it is. Automatically so, triggers the requirement yeah, for the yeah. Class A. For the, for the bonded asbestos cement, that's right. But in, in our current regulations, that, that requirement is not there. So theoretically, a member of the public is currently permitted to remove any amount of asbestos cement bonded asbestos cement material from during a renovation or, or DIY job, subject to them uh, applying the safe handling and disposal requirements so that those those things are still there, those protections. But that we're looking to um, rein that in so members of the public will not be permitted to remove more than 10 square metres um, from, their, from their property, uh, though we are looking at provisions for exemptions and that would be something that's administered through the local council. So where a member of the public uh, can demonstrate that they are aware of all of the safe handling requirements and submit an asbestos removal plan, which covers also on appropriate disposal and requires them to submit disposal receipts, then exemptions will be possible. Um, at this stage, we're looking at leaving asbestos cement fences out of it. So they're considered a lower risk removal job. Um, so members of the public will still be allowed to remove asbestos cement fences greater than 10 square metres, but we'll be increasing our guidance material for them and they will still be uh, bound by the safe handling and disposal requirements in our regulations. When we talk about asbestos and safety, and we're talking about the handling of it, that can be either out in our jurisdiction, as in a licensed removalist, or it can also be a, a DIY. So that then falls into the realm of Department of Health uh, in local government. So we've got a, a dual role um, in dealing with asbestos. So if people have got concerns, that they've got the, the two options and strongly encourage them to contact both not just one, um, and see where that leads as well. We obviously communicate a lot better now with local government, with Department of Health, um, in relation to asbestos and how we all handle that. Uh, but I suppose the big thing is, you know, if we can make sure it's all handled safely, then everything should be fine because we're going to have minimal contamination, minimal concerns raised, and that's ultimately what we want. That's right, definitely. A lot of the um, confusion, a lot of the... Um, anxiety and concern can be avoided through those safe handling methods and then potential costs and, and actual public health risks can be addressed through those safe handling, both by licensed contractors and members of the public. Hopefully the conversation that we've had today has helped clarify the fact that when we talk about asbestos, we've got the, the two sides. We've obviously got the work safe side of things for the worker, the safety, and then we've also got the public safety side of things as well and that people understand that there are two different departments that would need to be involved in that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I hope you have a great day. Thanks, Val. Thanks, Val.